Hello and welcome to my podcast, Cynthia Kesentin's Corner. I am Cynthia Kesentin, a conversation creator and a mind and body coach. Cynthia Kesentin's Corner is a comfortable space where I share my life lessons, experiences and lifestyle with a series of further exploration on motherhood, personal mindset of health and well-being. Welcome to another conversation and today we are talking about balance but to be more specific we're talking about balancing motherhood, self-employment and physical fitness. But before we go deep 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 into this conversation I want you guys to just put something at the back of your mind, keep it there for the duration of this podcast. Everyone has their own interpretation of what balance is and what balance feels like. I can only share my thoughts and my experiences with you. Hopefully this conversation will resonate with other moms who are on the same journey as I am or new moms or those who are planning of becoming moms very, very soon. Okay, now that's out of the way. To me, balance means even distribution. It means stability and the ability to function very well is what I strive for every single day day of my life. But realistically, do I think I would get to a stage in my life, right, where I feel like, you know what, I have enough balance. I don't need any more balance. In fact, I have enough balance to give balance out to other people. <laughs> if I'm honest with you, actually, I don't believe I would ever get to that stage simply because I have kids. They're growing, they're changing, they're evolving, and they're demanding of my time every single day of my life, every hour, every second. So for me, that's the only reason why I will strive for balance every single day on a day-to-day basis. But before I had kids, I always actually thought that I had a balanced life. But when I look back at it, I wasn't actually doing anything much. I had this job that I loved. I used to work in a retail industry. I loved going to work. I love being around my colleagues. I love talking to my colleagues. <laughs> Doesn't happen very often now. But working before I had kids for me was great. I enjoyed all of those things. And I remember people would always say to me then, oh, when you have kids, things are going to be different. And I would always think to myself, listen, it's not that deep. Like I've seen the way people balance. People can do it. People do do it. And I've seen the way people balance lives, their, their own lives. I've seen my mom, you know, balance motherhood. She has a career that she loved and she had this little thing that she called self-care, you know, her own little physical fitness thing that she used to do. So to me, I felt like it is doable it is doable. Let me just say that it is doable, but I don't think anyone prepared me for the rude awakening. Actually, they did. I just didn't listen. But the rude awakening I got when I had my own child, when I had when I had Elijah, the excitement was there. The excitement is there. But, you know, the newborn stages, when they're so tiny, you love just holding them, cuddling them. Then you start to operate from a place where reality truly kicks in and you have your sleepless nights, you have your exhaustion, you have blocked nipples, ripped nipples, 
aches and excruciating pain from your C-section surgery. These are all the things that I had to go through. I'm sharing with you guys. It made me wonder how on earth do women even go through this experience and how do they survive this battlefield? Because for me, that's what it felt like. Having a child felt like a battlefield, like a survival of the fittest. I don't think I'm doing a great job. I kind of feel like those of you who are planning to be moms are probably thinking, shit, she's scaring me. But no, I'm just I'm just sharing my reality with you guys that having a child is no joke. But of course, at that point, I didn't have any choice. And, you know, I had a baby. I just have to ride the wave and I just have to carry on and adjust with my son. It was almost like I never told myself that. I, well, I told myself that, listen, the past couple of years, the stress and the lack of sleep you had was not enough. How can we enhance your experience? <laughs> because I then decided to go and have another child, you know, my second child, Eliana. And that's when I started to really, really question my sanity. If balancing one child and a career was challenging, how on earth? Am I going to do it with two kids and still have a career and still have my mental, my sanity, forget fitness, my sanity. How on earth am I going to do this? And in that moment, honestly, it felt like an impossible task because I couldn't focus on anything. I couldn't focus on my mental well-being. I couldn't focus on my physical health. And there were times that I would tell myself, listen, I wish I could just run to a mountain far, far away from home somewhere where I can just scream to my heart's content without any interruptions, without having to deal with any kids, without having to deal with any family. I didn't even want to deal with any human beings. That's how I was feeling. But let's just thank, thank goodness that I never went through with it because although I found it challenging and I have all of these questionable thoughts, I love being a mom. I love looking after my kids and nurturing them, watching them grow and blossom into these two beautiful, beautiful human beings. But I also enjoy having a career. I enjoy working. I enjoy having adult conversation. I enjoy working out and, you know, maintaining a great physique for myself, for my mental health. So somehow, some way, I knew that when I had those kids, I needed to find a balance in all of the things that I love. Because if I was to neglect or overcompensate on one side and neglect the other side, I would start to come from a place of resent. I would start to operate from a place of discontent or hate, to be honest. Hate of self, because of course I'm not, you know, being my authentic self and I'm not living according to the way I want to live. So I knew that I needed to find a solution. But one thing that kept me going is there is a solution out there. And I also said to myself, surely I'm not the only one going through this. So rather than dwell on the things that were not working for me, I need to, you know, get up, get up very quickly and start to look for ways where I know that I can have a balanced life or something that makes me feel fulfilled and true to myself. So I started speaking to other moms and I started reading about other people's experiences online. I went to like mommy and um, baby talks. I was talking to my midwives. I just wanted to hear how other moms 
were finding the time or how other moms were balancing their own lives. Because like I said, I know it's possible. So I started to question myself, why can't I have this balance? But one thing I realized is, I'll be honest with you guys, there is no perfect answer out there because like I said, everybody's um, interpretation about what balance is, is completely different. But one thing I was willing to do is I kept trying out new things. But very quickly, I also realized that there is no manual to motherhood. What works for one person would necessarily work for me. But like I said, I was always willing to give things a go. And if it worked, great. I thought to myself, right, we're keeping this. You know, Susie told me this. Nikke told me this. So we're keeping this. But if it didn't work very quickly, I am telling you, I disposed of it. I'm like, nah, this ain't for me. It doesn't sit well with my soul. So I put it away to the side. But over the few years, what I didn't realize that I was doing is as much as I was trying out new things and what worked or what didn't work, what I was doing was I was building a routine to balance in my own life, right? So for a while, I did have things that were working that I didn't even realize that, okay, these are the foundation to the balanced life that you want, Sin. Only when people started asking me questions that, Sin, where'd you find the energy to work out four o'clock in the morning, maintain a career and balance motherhood successfully? And in the moment, I'll be honest with you, when they asked me, I probably answered, I don't know. I really don't know. I was so... I was so far gone. I I was thinking people, people actually think that I'm balanced. Really? Do I look balanced to people? Is this what balance looks like? So I'm unsure how, you know, I came across that I was balanced. But I think what I also failed to realize in that moment was I was actually, again, creating a routine to balance, but I was also striving for progress. So I was striving for progress in motherhood in my career and in my physical fitness. And to me, as far as I'm progressing in all those three areas, one way or the other, that is my definition of balance. So I don't need to have it all all together. My shit doesn't need to be all together, right? But as far as there's daily progress, weekly progress, I start to feel like, okay, I'm content. I'm happy. I'm balanced right? But whilst we're here, let me quickly mention something to new moms or expecting moms that are listening to my podcast. I want to remind you that balance is uniquely defined by you and your well-being. While balancing motherhood and career and staying fit can be very, very challenging, I can't even imagine what it would feel like when, you know, we have all of these pressures online of, you know, having a baby and then wanting to be physical, um, your, get your physical fitness back on, on point. I know all of this is challenging, but even though not everything is perfectly balanced, it's okay. I want you to remember that, you know, motherhood and your balancing motherhood career and your fitness, your fitness well-being can be rewarding for yourself and your family. It would help you guys all evolve together. You will be more organized even if it's not perfect. All you need to do is just progress in one area of those three and the rest will eventually fall into place. You'll be more organized, like I said. You will learn new skills. You will develop more discipline. And all of these positive impacts 
will, sh will you know, flow over to all other areas of your life. But let's also be real, right? Things will never, ever be perfectly balanced all the time. Because one, we live in an imperfect world. Number two, you have kids. And I mentioned this earlier with mine. Your kids are always growing. Your kids are changing. Your kids are demanding of your time. Do we have any moms on this podcast? Listen, my kids are nine and 11 and I still cannot go to the bathroom in peace. I still cannot sleep in peace. I kid you not. My kids will be next to me and they'll still tell me, oh, mommy, I miss you. I miss me too. I want my own time, please. But jokes apart, yeah, your kids would always be demanding of you. So for that reason, balance is just something that, you know, you need to help you and something that you will keep striving for on a day-to-day -day basis. Okay, so let's circle back and let me share with you guys the tips and tools that has helped me to balance and maintain my life. And I'm hoping by sharing these tools, maybe you guys can pick one or two things that could work for you and the rest that can't work, you know, you just put it to the side. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe you will come back to it. You just never know. But anyway, the first one is I create a schedule. So I plan my day ahead of time. So I have a to-do list, right? Where I write out every single thing. I kid you not. I'm laughing because I remember when I had my to-do list, but on there, I only had work. So I didn't write everything I needed to do in the day. And I forgot to pick my kids up at school. And it was only when the school called me and I thought, shit, I completely forgot. So from that day, I made it a plan and a choice. So I have an alarm that tells me it's time to go pick up the kids. But every day I have my to-do list at the bottom there. I say, go and pick up the kids when it's time to go. So that's the best thing with a to-do list because it just helps me stay organized and I make sure I don't forget my important task. The second one is I set realistic goals. So I'm on this vibe of, listen, I cannot come and kill myself so I don't overcommit myself, you know, on what I need to accomplish during the day. I find that once I overcommit and I say, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do everything all in one sitting, I become so frustrated when I don't accomplish it or I become even burnt out because I'm just overworking, overworking, and then I'm not taking any breaks. So the reason I set realistic goals is so I know that this is only scheduled for this time and I don't need to kill myself over any task that I didn't finish or I didn't complete because then I can always roll it over into the next day and I don't need to finish everything here and now. The third one, this one is a big one for me. I always involve my children in everything I'm doing, well, as much as possible. But most especially with my workout and most especially with my run, because that's one thing that they like doing. I also find that when I, you know, work with them or they're working with me and I stretch them and they're stretching me after I work out, it makes us, you know, spend time together. And it also makes us realize that we have, we all have something in common that we love and we enjoy. And it's something that makes us feel like we're spending quality time together. So this is a big, big one for me. And this is a great way for me to balance even my own sanity. Because sometimes I always find that when I go and work out, 
and they want to come with me or I feel like, okay, I'm on this training and they can't come with me. There's normally a riff. So when I plan my workouts with them, we all feel like we're all benefiting from the same thing. They have quality time with me. I also have quality time with them. The fourth one I want to share with you guys today is I outsource whenever necessary. Listen, gone are the days, right, where I used to get scared to ask for help. Now I am utilizing all my family, all my friends. If I need to work or I know that I need to go to the gym or I need to work out, I would just ask family and friends, please, can you help? And most times, most times, 99.9% of the times they say yes. And I'm so fortunate to have my loved ones and my friends and family help me out. But also even with work, I don't stress myself. Gone are the days where I used to think, oh, because you're self-employed, you need to be able to do everything right. No, I'm not doing everything by myself. Because what happens is there's also an energy. If I feel like I'm trying to do something, trying to do something, trying to do something with work, and I'm not getting it, it would build a sort of anger. And then I'm not enjoying work because I'm just frustrated that I'm not going over this hurdle. So rather than build and remain in that space, I just outsource, look for somebody who is great at doing their job and give them the job. And I'm lucky and I'm blessed enough that I'm able to afford their services, pay them and boom, that's it. I am not stressing myself. So the fourth one, outsource whenever necessary. The fifth one is also very important. They're also important to me, actually. I take breaks. I take daily breaks. If I'm working and I feel like, listen, I'm not actually being productive. I need to take a rest. I come away from my computer. I come away from my desk. I go and do something that is not work-related because, again, it's still all about my mental well-being. And if I want longer breaks and I feel like, okay, I need a break from work. I don't want to do this. I need to just do something else that I actually enjoy. I plan it properly, though. I plan it according to when my kids are off school. So, like, summer is coming up now. I don't plan on doing the same work. I don't plan on working every single day as much as I am now that I'm in school because they're off school. They need my attention. I need to nurture that side. I need to progress in that side as well. So once they're off, I'm also going to take time. I would work, just touching with base at work, but I wouldn't do as much. So because they they require my full attention, eventually when they get back to school, then guess what? Work is going to have all my attention, all my focus, and I'm able to concentrate because there is no point in the kids being off school and they need, they, they keep saying, mommy this, mommy that, and I can't even work. So I always take my breaks, but also plan it according to when my kids are off school. The final one, very, very important one again for me, is I make sure I take some time out to practice self-care. I make sure I, you know, take care of myself physically and mentally. And this includes me going to sleep. You guys already know. I don't play around with my sleep. So on a good day, I can get in bed at 7.30 p.m. That's because I have to be up at 3.30, then, you know, go to the gym and all that jazz. But on a bad day, which is still relatively a good day, I would go to bed at 8.30 p.m. Because for me, 
I, I just need my rest. And it's only when I sleep, I'm able to function. It's only when mentally, because I'm not a good person. I'm not a nice person to be around when I haven't slept. <laughs> so sleep is very much important to me. But also another package of my self-care is I make sure that I eat well. I'm not perfect. I can't say I do it all the time, but I make sure I eat well. And I also take some time. I meditate, I journal, and I bring dump. I remember when I started meditating, this is going slightly off topic actually. But when I first started meditating, I used to think, oh, meditating, you have to do, hmm, hmm. Well, no, my meditation now is I just sit with my thoughts. It doesn't matter if it's for five minutes. It doesn't matter if it's for 10 minutes. To be honest, by 10 minutes, I'm already sleeping. But I just sit with my thoughts. So if you're thinking out there that actually I don't know how to meditate, just stay in a quiet room, dark or no dark room, Go away from where there is noise, loud noises, and just go inwards. To me, that's my definition of meditation. So that's exactly what I do. Okay, to round up, I'm going to leave you with one word. If I was to package this whole, how do you balance motherhood? How do you balance your career and your fitness, your physical fitness? I would say just be flexible. Understand that, yes, all of these, balancing all of these three things can be and will be very, very challenging. I'm not going to come and, you know, package it up, put it into a bowl and present it to you and tell you that it's easy. No, it's not easy. But you learn to be flexible, be ready, be willing to adjust your schedule and your priorities as needed. And as far as you are progressing in in any of those three areas, guess what, my love? you are winning, you are creating a routine for balance, and you will find that you are content as time goes by. I wish and I hope (laughs) that all of these words resonate with you. Again, take one or two things from it, even if those two things are the only things that you're going to practice, that's absolutely fine. Take it one step at a time, and eventually, I'm a firm believer that eventually things will fall into place. Okay, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate you guys. Out of every other podcast you can listen to out there, you chose to listen to this one. So for that, I am really, really grateful. Please share this podcast with anyone you believe would benefit from this conversation. And if you've enjoyed it, then please don't forget to leave a review. If you would like to connect with me, you can always find me on Instagram at Cynthia Kesington, or you can drop me an email, info at CynthiaKesington.com. Thank you once again. Until next time, have an amazing week.